Well, I know what y'all really tuned in for t- this evening, and I am so excited to have them here. Say hello. <laughs> it is Jenny and Kelly of Jenny Don't and the Spurs. Hi. Hey, how's it going? It- Hi. Oh, it's so cool to get to meet the two of you and have you here in the studio with us. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for having us. You all are in the midst of your tour, but we're going uh, to talk talk about that a little bit later. First, um, let's talk about how you all got started, because you were both in punk bands when Jenny Don't and the Spurs started, correct? Yeah, yeah kind of garage and punk bands, and uh, we... I don't know. We'd already been together as, as a couple for a, a few years at that point, and we'd, you know, we'd always talked about making music together, but we never had a chance to do it because we were always on the road with our respective bands, and mm-hmm. you know, so it. We just got the idea to kind of mess around with acoustic instruments at first. Well, and we had also had said that you know it'd be fun to play together and to play in a project where we could play anywhere, you know, because being in the oh. other bands we were in, you're, you're a little bit limited in where you could play. I mean, you, you could play anywhere, I guess, theoretically, but it's not the same. Yeah. So we're like, let's kind of get this going. And then when we're in town together, we could, if we got an invite, we could make it work no matter where, brewery, bar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. that kind of Just uh-huh. acoustic instruments, you know, acoustic guitars and and. To where it's like we could go somewhere that was sort of a quiet environment and play, and it would be okay, and we wouldn't need, we wouldn't be um, restricted by the the needs of a, a power supply, and, and you know, <laughs> and we wouldn't be that demanding sort of things. Yeah, we would. We're like we could just be background music, and we wouldn't be demanding attention. <laughs> Although that always yeah, we saw how that worked out. So, you know, we 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 sort of got together a a, a set. You know, I had been I already had some of the songs that became official Spurs songs, but I had them already in my arsenal of songs I was able to play on the guitar, which was not very many. And uh, Sam Henry, the drummer, the previous drummer for the Spurs, um, he and I would play around town and play on patios and stuff. So really, yeah. So we're like, let's use those. And and that's kind of where we started. And I learned some more like basic covers and stuff that. I could play and sing at the same time. And so what, was this like 2010? Is that when you all started? About 2011. 2011, okay. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was just the two of us at first. You know, Sam was, you know, he was the drummer in in Jenny's, you know, amplified band at that point. Uh-huh, so, which was Don't, don't. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, good luck trying to look that up. Oh, so, the hardest I, name to I have up. been listening to it this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> there you go. It's hard to find. It's on Bandcamp, everybody. <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we started off with just, just Jenny and I, um, you know, sort of sitting around the kitchen table or on the back porch and just playing these, these songs. And we realized that we had a real problem uh, maintaining a consistent timing, you know, I mean, we're not the most skilled, uh, yeah, it seems like acoustic instruments are, are sort of a, you know, a skill of their own mm-hmm. when you're, you're used to playing amplified instruments. Part of the, the, the job is done by your amplifier and, and whatever, you know, you know, just your instrument and to play acoustic guitars. And in my case, an acoustic bass is almost a whole different, 
sort of animal. Yeah. Wow. So, so short. Long story short, we sucked. <laughs> yeah. So at that point, we were like, okay, you know, maybe we need someone to help us keep time, and that's when we invited Sam to be a part of it. And at first, it was like, okay, Sam, we, you know, we're we're going to do this, but you know, we're trying to keep it real stripped down. So I'm going to warn you, it's just a snare, you know. And some some brushes, not even sticks, just brushes. (laughs) And, you know, in some cases, not even a snare, maybe just some sort of like a book or something, a phone book that you can, you know, some sort of percussive surface. And, uh, yeah, you know, one thing led to another, and here we are, fully amplified, really, really loud, and, uh, (laughs) you know, full drum set. You know, we just added elements piece by piece. That is, I, 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 it's, it's amazing to me to think that at one point you thought your band was going to have a stripped down sound. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, you know, just we kind of took on a life of its own and grew <laughs> organically. Yeah. And even we were amplified and we can still now play pretty much anywhere on this tour, on this tour, on tours, we end up in some pretty fun and, and wildly different kinds of venues, mm-hmm. but we have learned um, that we can still stay amplified and tone it down without having to be stripped down. Because at first we're like, okay, we're going to play this, so we're going to still do acoustics, or Sam, you're going to have less drums. But it, the way that our songwriting process have, has come and the way the songs have developed, they don't sound the same that way. And mm-hmm. so we don't like doing that anymore. Instead, we'd rather just have this our sound be our sound, but maybe a quieter version of it versus a different version, if yeah. that makes sense. yeah. <laughs> So uh, we're going to play a song for the people now from you all. Uh, what what shall we play? Let's do uh, the latest, not the latest release, but the latest full-length album, Fire on the Ridge, and let's play the title track, Fire Great. on the Ridge. That this, is a good one. This song is a far cry from our acoustic beginnings. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Here are Jenny Don't and the Spurs and Fire on the Ridge. As the day is long.
That was Fire on the Ridge, Jenny Don't and the Spurs off of the Fire on the Ridge album. That's a great song, you two. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Thanks. That was a fun one to write. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it is sure fun to listen to. Y'all are a really good time band. Thanks. Um, and speaking of being a good time band, you're gonna, you've got dates coming up when you are going to be playing here and near here. Do you want to tell the folks where they can find you in Boise at Tree Fort? Yep. Um, we're playing Friday night, uh, the 24th at 1120 p.m. at Pingley's Saloon. Um, if you have seen us there before, get there early because it packs out it's crazy last year yeah it was was really fun so um and then saturday we're playing at 510 at payette brewing it's outdoors and all ages oh nice and then we're also playing on sunday um at 750 at the olympic so three chances to see us in boise wow no rest for you no (laughs) no because we're getting ready to head on tour again so we'll have a local tour kickoff um, on April 8th at Polaris Hall. And this one's extra special because uh, we're f- we're backing 2D Cole of Dead Moon, Pierced Arrows. So it will be 2D and the Spurs mixed in with some Jenny Don't and the Spurs songs. But And this is in celebration of the uh, uh, Mississippi Records 20-year anniversary. Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah, they're doing a series, of, a series of shows in a... Uh, yeah, putting a lot of cool artists together. And 2D Cole is um, like a preeminent punk garage band. Tell us more yeah. about her. 2D, um, along with her uh, her late husband, Fred Cole, were, you know, really longtime active parts of the, the Northwest music scene, you know, dating back to the 70s. Um, just in, you know, bands like The Rats and... Uh, you know, uh, Dead Moon and Pierced Arrows later. And the Range Rats. Yeah, the Range Rats. So there's some country country stuff there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so Tootie's just, you know, just a really great friend of ours and, you know, a former bandmate of mine. And so we welcome any chance we, we get to get together and, and play music again. Yeah, and she's also, you know, very inspiring of uh, their whole ethos was if you can't do it figure it out and work it and do it yourself oh yeah the you know, diy yeah <laughs> I feel like the pioneers of diy in the music scene and and just you know not falling into some of the i don't know stereotypical tropes of of what is expected of musicians and that kind of they really you know made their own path and so and still i mean even you know tootie kicks ass so yeah we're, we're excited to to be backing her and it's it's Featuring songs throughout her whole career of, of music. So, yeah, it uh, will be so cool. It, it's just like uh, this this Portland legacy mm-hmm. of, um, you know, it's just so interesting that the two of you are such a, a big part of that Portland punk garage band legacy. <laughs> like, you're kind of, you, you're sort of like, bringing the past forward in this new format. Well, I think for me, you know, I'm I'm very grateful that they took me on tour and and taught me stuff and it was also just really important and powerful to witness people doing something that they love and and making it work. And so, I think for myself, I like doing that 
in my own life and trying to keep everything tied together like that because it is important and, and not a lot of people do that. I feel like, you you know, we talk about bands that it's just hard. It's hard to make that your lifestyle. And some bands try and they're really good, but it, it's just difficult. And then they, they kind of fade away. So, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of making this your lifestyle, you, the t- you all are, are a hard touring band. Like you're out there you know, in the van, <laughs> on the road, yeah. like you're making it happen. Uh, so you will be doing the Polaris Hall show and then you head out right after that for a European tour. Yeah. yeah. A couple of days later, we're jumping on a plane and flying to London to start a, oh, I think it's about a 34, 35 date tour all over, uh, all over the UK and Europe. So that's that's great. That'll be our first time there since uh, 2019. And it's our first time playing in the UK. It's our debut. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Over there. Kelly's played there in other bands, but the Spurs ha- haven't ever played any dates oh, in the UK. Oh, neat. Yeah, that's fantastic. And then, uh, so you're going to do the UK, and then where do you go? Just mainland well, Europe after yeah, that? Yeah, after the, I think there's, what, eight shows in the UK, and then we we take a... You know, we take a train underneath the English Channel and uh, end up in Holland. And from there, we drive straight to uh, Switzerland to start it off, you know, kick the tour off, the, the continental leg of the tour. And so we do, you know, Switzerland, um, Scandinavia. Germany, Holland. Yeah, a couple, you know, a bunch of Scandinavian shows in Denmark and Norway and Sweden. And yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, and we're going back in the summer for a festival in France. Oh, wow. So you're coming home and Mm -hmm. then going back to Europe again. (laughs) We're working on another Midwest, our tour. We're trying this fall to do a tour through um, the Northeast because that's somewhere we also haven't really played, like Maine and New Hampshire and Vermont and all that stuff. So if you're listening and you got contacts, send them our way. (laughs) We have a lot of stuff in the works. It seems like we just got out of the van. I mean, we less than a week ago, we, I think it's been, what, five days since we've been home. We just got off a five-week coast-to-coast US, U.S. tour, so, you know, it's... Um, and before that, we got off of a New Zealand and Australia tour. Before that, we did a U.S. tour in September, so, yeah, we've, we've yeah, been it's, booking... It's been pretty, uh, pretty nonstop. Booking yeah. tours while we're on tour. <laughs> so, have... Okay, so have you counted how many continents is that going to be in uh, six months or less? <laughs> yeah, it'll be a lot. <laughs> You know, a lot of a lot of different countries. Yeah, New Zealand, Australia, all over the U.S., yeah. and then um, head out for yeah. Europe and the U.K. Yeah, and we're working Dang. on Canada. Nice. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff in the works. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, let's play another tune for the people. Do you want to hear another one off of Fire on the Ridge, or do you want to go to the latest Let's, let's do California Cowboy okay. from Fire on the Ridge. All right. Okay, everybody. Here is California Cowboy from the Fire on the Ridge album, Jenny Don't End the Spurs.
Oops, there's Jenny Don't and the Spurs, and that was California Cowboy from them. Such a good song, you two. That's a lot of fun. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. So we were talking about touring, and uh, you all do some some a lot of road time. Uh, are you generally like piling in a van, renting a van, all yeah. of you driving together? Well, in in the states, you know, we we have a van that that um, that we that we own, and we all pile into it. Uh, when we're overseas, we have to rent, you know, rent a, a van in Australia or rent a van in Europe. But um, yeah, over here, it's just it's you know, it's generally just the four of us on tour. We don't uh-huh. usually have a driver or roadies or anything. It's just it's just us and me and Jenny, kind of you know, share the driving responsibilities. I'm usually, the, he's he's like the main driver, but I'll do the late night drives because <laughs> I'm up late, so. I, I like the late night drives because there's fewer people on mm-hmm. the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and it's hard, you know, we, uh, it's hard to give that, well, we're, we're, we don't have a huge budget, so it's not like we can hire drivers right, and roadies yeah. and stuff. And so in Europe, you know, I, I started driving a lot because, you know, just out of necessity. And so I've mm-hmm. got, you know, I have a German driver's license. And then, you know, so that's easy and, and normal. But when we went to Australia... Oh, yeah. Tell me about I, Australia. Uh, I, I drove on that tour, and, and the first day or two, it was terrifying because the, everything... You know, I've, I've driven in Britain before in a European van, which has the, you know, the right-hand drive or the left-hand drive, just like a an American vehicle. Uh-huh. Right? Like European vehicles are the same, but then you drive over to England, and it's the other side of the road. Right. But at least you're... And that's scary enough, but at least you're in a, a vehicle that's familiar. Right. In Australia, you know, it's right-hand drive. So you're <laughs> not only on the other side of the road, you're on the other side of the vehicle. And yeah. So every time we went pretty... to take a right turn, the windshield wipers came on. <laughs> yeah, because all the controls are opposite. You know, your turn signals are in the... Oh. And then the guys in the back, they were... I'd turn around to talk and they were like, oh, it's trippy because it looks like I was in the driver's seat. And they're like, look <laughs> and- at the road. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to like make uh like make yourself a little playbook of these are all the animals and insects that can kill us oh. in Australia before you went there? You know, like, I was, well, <laughs> there's so much press with that as it is that we didn't need to remind ourselves of that. You know, every everything reminds you of that once you're over there. We saw a couple of snakes, one on the beach that really scared this guy because he almost stepped on it. But then uh Yeah, we but, looked it up. It was uh what a Brown snake. snake, yeah, which apparently are like in the top five venomous snakes in the world. But Yikes. It, but it says that they don't really, they're not um, aggressive unless they're being, you know, poked or something. Uh-huh. Is, this guy almost stepped on it. But it yeah. went away. It didn't attack him. <laughs> yeah. But so I was a little bit disappointed in that I didn't see more poisonous stuff because it was almost like, okay, well, that'd be like if you were in Texas or Arizona, everybody's just like, watch out for rattlesnakes, it, you know, because it is, it's like, I think... Yeah, they play it up. They yeah, play it yeah. Up quite a bit. yeah. I mean, the the stuff is there certainly. I think the 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 real venomous stuff is up in the north, in the more tropical part of yeah. Australia. Yeah, you know, we were in the south and, where all the oh okay. So you, know, you yeah. weren't kind of back in the bush. No, no. not really. I, you know, when you tour in Australia, you kind of stick to that southeast coast for the most part because that's uh, where the major uh-huh. cities are. Mm-hmm. You know, Melbourne and yeah, Sydney. But and, we. 
we we got a lot of uh, questions about our touring over there because most bands will just fly from like Sydney to Melbourne to Brisbane, but we drove and we did like and they'll only usually do like three to five shows, but we did seventeen and we drove ourselves and we hit all these small towns and went all over the place. Yeah, oh, that was, must have been so fun for people. It there. was awesome. cool. Yeah. And it was amazing that the the tour people who booked us trusted us. They just gave this, you know, these Americans, you know, their van <laughs> and said, okay, have fun, mate. You know, and uh, we headed we off with the windshield wipers wildly <laughs> wagging and uh, side swiping cars left and right. And, uh, Headed out into the outback, but I mean, it was a it, we didn't actually sideswipe anybody, but it felt like we were going to. <laughs> I bet, but it was incredible the diversity of wildlife that you see dead on the side of yeah, the, the roadkill. Road That's we base our where we are on the roadkill. You can always tell when you're getting into a new, you know, yeah. like Texas, yeah. it's like oh, armadillos. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, in Australia, there's full size kangaroos all over the place. Oh yeah, man, like, that's freaky wombats and uh. You know, what else? We, we Echidnas and, you know, just crazy stuff that you see in, in books. That's and, like a porcupine anteater that lays eggs. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. And we heard a koala. We didn't see it. We didn't know that it was a It sounded like this insane monster in the woods. And then we didn't have service, so we couldn't look it up. And we were looking down because we're like, is there like a warthog out there? Yeah, right. Yeah. It was usually you you don't use the words terrifying and koala in the same sentence. But if anyone has any doubts about how scary this thing sounded, look up on look on YouTube at, at koalas in heat. I mean, it is. It doesn't sound like a noise that a koala. Would <laughs> yeah, make, or like koala you know, growling. Because we couldn't it's... see the koala. We just right. heard this this roaring, this Yikes. this hideous sound. <laughs> echoing through the trees and we we're like what the heck is that you know it's like and i was like i didn't know they had wild boars here we're, we're gonna get you know chased Attack. down by a pack of wild boars <laughs> and then later like we were describing it or something we found it on youtube and mm -hmm. we we're like wait that was a koala it was a teddy bear making that noise <laughs> up in the trees so you had a little you had a little uh, single album that you put out for your australian mm -hmm. tour yeah it was yeah? a Specific, yeah, it was the tour, tour seven inch that we put out. Down. 150 of those exist. So yeah, we try to do you know special things for every tour that we go on and and keep um, releases exclusive to themselves, so you don't feel like you're buying the same thing all the time. But that we, is cool. We do have a new um, album coming out, but it's a it's called the Singles Roundup, where we've got them all together and we're putting it on a LP format. Oh, cool. So all the singles that you've done for mm -hmm. your tours over... Since 2011 to now. Dang, well, yeah. Well, I think the first one came out in 2013. But, yeah, you know, because the singles, they come and they go. They, they're they a hassle. To, it's not very cost-effective to do a 7-inch, but they're fun and they're cool. They're a cool mm -hmm. format, but they don't, you know, you don't... If you're lucky, you'll recover your costs. So it doesn't make a lot of sense... To, to keep, you know, I don't even know how many singles we have, you know. Yeah, once they're gone, they're released. kind of gone. We've probably got six or seven singles or maybe more by now that we've released. And, you know, just keeping those in print is kind of a hassle. And um, our the guy who printed our seven-inch sleeves passed away recently, so they're, they're, there went that connection. Mm -hmm. But uh, so we're just rounding these things up and putting them all on a, convenient 
one-stop format. And when do you expect that to be out for people? Hopefully, uh, we hopefully were... soon. You know, the turnaround time for vinyl is so long now mm-hmm. that every second counts. And it, it it was kind of a bummer because we were on tour when the test pressings arrived at our house, so we weren't there to approve listen them. to them and approve them, mm-hmm. which is you know basically what gets the ball rolling with the manufacturing of those. So we had to wait until we were you know, home, I think we, the, the day after, you know, we woke up and the first thing we did was listen to these things and send in our approval to the pressing plant. So I don't know. I, I think they'll be out probably around the time we get back from Europe. We were hoping they're out before so we could take them with us. So yeah, some point in the spring, they'll be floating around. So let's uh, introduce people to another track. Your latest EP was Lovesick Crawl. Mm-hmm. Very fun. <laughs> yeah, that that one, the cover of that one is done by um, Stephen Blickenstaff, who is the artist that did the um, the skeleton guy on um, the Cramps' Bad Music for Bad People Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. And so we just met him in D.C. We played with his band. He plays a theremin. And no. Yeah, it's awesome. He has a surf band. Oh, a couple. Surf yeah, he has bands. a few. They're really good. Yeah. And a theremin. The, That's just too cool. The Atomic Mosquitoes, and then the one that we played with was the uh, Killers from Outer Space. Killers from Space. Yeah. But the song that we're queuing up right now is uh, called Haunted Rhythm, and it's a cover version by a, originally done by a guy named Romeo Sullivan. And uh, he was from the South, and not a whole lot is known about him. We we think he went into uh, on-air preaching. I think he became like an on-air minister at some point. Oh. But this was uh, released when he was still making good, obscure, low-budget rockabilly stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Haunting rhythm. Jenny, don't end the spurs here. <laughs>
that was Haunting Rhythm, Jenny Don't and the Spurs off of their most recent EP. It is Lovesick Crawl. It is great. We've played numbers of tracks off of it. Thanks. I think that's the first time we've played that one, though. That is a great tune. <laughs> yeah, that was that's a, a lot of fun. I think uh, we've never played it live, but I think we're going to start including it in our set. Yeah, it's a good one. I vote for that. Thanks. Um, so that was the last recording that you had Sam, that mm-hmm. Sam was a part of. Yeah, that was, uh, we recorded that in Tacoma at the tail end of um, the last tour we did last year in January. And he, yeah, we took him to the hospital the day after we recorded that. So oh, gosh. We're, we're very grateful that, you know, he wasn't feeling good and he almost didn't do it. And, and we had had it scheduled for a long time and canceling it. We're just like, well, we'll just go and knock it out anyways. And we don't want to let the people down that have the studio set up for us and all that stuff. And so, and then he, you know, he's just like, oh, okay, I'm going to, I'll do it. And then obviously, you know, in hindsight, no one knew the extent of what was going on with him, but yeah. So we're, you know, forever grateful that that all worked out and he, he did a great job and it was really fun, you know, and even though he was uncomfortable and he had a good time. So, (laughs) well, I'm glad he got to do it. I know I have a a musician friend who passed from cancer several years ago and it, all he wanted to do was play music as long as he possibly could. Oh yeah. And and (laughs) Sam was to the very end. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm sorry for your loss, and I know all of us are, um, for your loss of Sam Henry. And you have other new, a new band member mm-hmm. and a, another band member that we want to make sure we yeah we shout out. Yeah, you know, um, Christopher March has been um, the lead guitar player with us now for, I think we were saying about seven years. And uh, after Sam passed away, we got together and the three of us, Kelly and I and Christopher were just kind of like, okay, well, what's the plan? What do we want to do? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we decided that it would be a real shame if we disbanded because then it would kind of mean that everything that Sam had been w- working on with us would be in vain. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you know, we've, we've gotten to a good point in the band's career where, you know, we can tour all the time and we've set ourselves up to, to keep moving forward. And so we just said, well, we're going to keep going. We'll see what happens. And, and, what else are we going to do, right? And, yeah. uh, and so now, yeah, we have Buddy Weeks playing drums with us. And this last tour we just did was really fun. You know, Yeah, he, Buddy's a great guy. He's a great drummer, and he's really easy to tour with. So, you know, and that's important because sometimes, you know, you get personalities in the van that, that clash. You know, tour is a, a very volatile environment, and it brings out the best and the worst in people. It's like having, you know, it's like, being roommates with someone but on a very intimate level yeah you know and it's, in a very small mm-hmm. space yeah exactly <laughs> you know i mean you can be best friends before you move into you know into a, an apartment together and and you know, six months later escalate. you hate each yeah. each other and it's the same thing with being in a band yeah you never know how things are going to work out and but it takes a while to to get your routine down and your your responsibilities and your your role in the band and and Buddy's fitting in just just great. Yeah, and he's got good know. style and you know I know a lot of people will always oh he's got big shoes to fill with Sam and and this and that and it's like we would never expect anybody to be Sam because there's right. only one. Yeah, and obviously the playing style has to match similarly to play the songs, but mm-hmm. we'd like somebody to have their own style as well. And so he he's doing a good job. That's great. <laughs> yeah, well, he's doing great. And Christopher's yeah. Christopher's just awesome on tour. He 
<laughs> and, and he plays a, a great guitar. I, I love his sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's fun. And he's joined on with us to as just a fill-in, but we don't like having fill-ins. We like having band members. And so it's it's hard to keep a band together, but it it's really, really valuable, the connections that you all have on stage. And you mm-hmm. can't, a fill-in person that's just touring with you one or two times will never get that energy right. that you have with the or the connection as with a band yeah and, you know coming from the the punk rock and the garage rock scenes you know those are band oriented mm-hmm. cultures and so that's what we grew up with and so we kind of got into the the country world where it's a lot m- more of like kind of a Fluid. gig player sort of you know yeah. you got the name of the front person and then you got kind of this revolving door of players behind them that back them up and from the beginning, we were just kind of like, eh, that's not really our thing. You know, we like being part of a team. And there's a whole there's a whole thing about being in a band. You know, it's a team. It's a gang. It's a family. And that's important. And I think people can, can feel that. Even if they don't know that they're feeling that, there's something about a band, this cohesion that you get when you've played together hundreds of times and, and been in the trenches together and rattled around in a van all over the world with someone that you don't get when you, you fly into a town and, and some, you know, some professional, you know, pickup player comes and, and sits in with you. You know, it's like you don't get that. They yeah. can be the best musician in the world. They can read their charts. They can do all this stuff, but they just don't have that feeling. And I, I like, you know, I like to think that we have that with our band. And you can feel it in the sound. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a yeah. You learn how to communicate with each other musically. In yeah, a, in a special way. Um, Jenny, I want to ask you. You um, you have these great, really cool dresses that you Thanks. wear. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember at one point, I I don't know if I ever saw it. I remember there was a teaser for uh, little paper dolls. Of, oh yeah. The the band. Yep. Um, tell tell us about both those things. <laughs> so the I started making my own outfits. I don't know. It was when my sister got married, and she. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, and I was like, well, I'm just gonna make a dress for it because I found the fabric in a color that that she wanted, and I couldn't find a dress in that color. So I was like, well, I'll get a pattern, I'll make one, and I really enjoyed the process. And so I was like, well, maybe I'll make another one and make one for the Spurs because I couldn't find anything that I was feeling comfortable in, in, in the band. And I was like, I want to wear something that's just not, you know, jeans and a t-shirt or something like that at that point. And then I I started making my own applique and, and it just kind of grew from there. So now I chain stitch and make, I I make dresses because I still haven't mastered making pants yet, but (laughs) (laughs) working on it. I love the applique on your, on your, um, on your dresses. Are you doing applique for the guys' shirts? I did as well. Well, now um, some of the older ones are applique that I made with felt, and I just zigzag stitched over it to look like chain stitch. But now, if there's anything that I've made since last year, it's all chain stitched with a chain stitch, like hand crank chain stitch machine. So after Sam passed away, I um, just really honed in on learning that, and nobody was bugging me or anything. And I was just upstairs watching YouTube videos and emailing people and trying to work it out. So I didn't realize though that. Part of being a chain stitcher is now you're a machinist because a lot of it is just like learning how this machine works. And I'd take something apart and then look up the, you know, there's no instructions. I'd have to just Google something. And then all the things would be like, don't ever take that apart 
part because it will the springs will fly off. And I'm like, well, that's too late. That already happened, you know, and it's covered in grease. And but uh, so the paper dolls was cool because we had those made a gal, which we finally met her when we were on tour in Australia. Fifties vintage dame is her um, her brand name. Uh, her name's Sue, and and she was making paper dolls. I saw for someone in the sewing community. That, so the, all these things are like tied together. It's kind of yeah. crazy. But uh, I was like, oh, that'd be a really fun idea for the band. And so she drew these up for us. And it's cool because she drew the outfits that I've made for myself. And and I'll, also to tie in with this latest release is we put out the paper dolls with a flexi with one song. And then that was it. When they were sold out, they were sold out. So that song that most people can't get will be on this oh, cool. singles roundup. But cool. um but it was funny when Christopher saw the paper dolls, he was like, oh, my God, how does she know all this stuff? I need to change the privacy settings on my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but was, I sent her all this stuff. But, no, I, I really enjoy it. And we just went to the last tour we just did. It was based around um, an awards ceremony by Dale Watson in Memphis. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we were nominated for Best Outlaw Band which we won, which is exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. I saw that on your social media. That is very exciting. What an accomplishment. Thank you. I love that Dale Watson does that. Well, it was fun. And they, they really have a huge community there now, too. And they also do a fashion show. And so I, like, submitted, like, can I have my outfits in the fashion show? And I did. So there's, like, Neat. it was really cool. I got a little misty-eyed because at the end everybody walks. And then all the gals that wore my outfits at the end we all got together and then all took a picture all together and that was really cool because I've never seen anybody else like wear anything that I've made besides myself how neat (laughs) how neat well uh Jenny and Kelly I want to thank you so much for coming into the studio this evening and sharing your time with us I know it's precious when you only have a short bit of time that you're at home and not on tour yeah we, we appreciate it. We miss our cats every day of tour. Uh, I bet you yeah. do. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. That's hard. Um, yeah, thanks for coming in. I'm going um, to close this out, I think, with uh, Black Cadillac, which hey, is cool. one of the songs that I really like off the, the latest. That uh, was written EP. by my second cousin, Sonny Wallace. Oh, um, really? Mm-hmm. He's my mom's first cousin. And so my mom's side of the family all lives in New Mexico. And that's where he released that. In 1960. In 1960. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came out as a single. Oh, that is too cool. Yeah. <laughs> that highly, is really highly cool. sought after in um, rockabilly record collector circles. How neat. Well, <laughs> cool. Well, thank you again. And um, remind people where they can see you. Tree Fort in Boise. Yep. All three yep. days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then um, April 8th at Polaris Hall. Us. Uh, our own set, and then we'll be backing 2D Cole as well. Fantastic. It's Portland Radio Project, where we play a local artist every 15 minutes, or we bring you into the studio to chat for quite some time. And uh, this is Jenny Don't and the Spurs, Black Cadillac. <laughs>